Professor Dumbledore has granted me permission to start this little dueling club. And with that, welcome to the dueling club, learning one spell at a time. Hello, I'm Al. This is dueling club. What's up? And I'm Chen. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Apparently, that's gonna be our new intro for this one. This one, yeah. Why not? Okay. We Make sure that you're different. close enough to it. Okay. 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 Roger. Roger, Roger. Out. <laughs> How are you, Al? Out. <laughs> no. How are you? <laughs> I'm okay. Oh, I didn't mention. I recently went to one of my friend's birthday parties. Um, nice. <laughs> my my friend from from college, mm-hmm. um, whose name I will not say here. We went to his birthday party because it w- he was doing a combined birthday party. Him and his aunt. They were they. She turned seventy. He turned forty. Okay. So we we went and we had a great time. And it was the first time that he met the boyfriend, and they liked each other, so that was nice. That's cool. Yeah, I like when friends meet, you know, significant others, and they get along. It's always good. Yeah. Yes. But then, you know, now it's Christmas. Christmas time. Woohoo! Christmas oh, is in less than a week. Yes. When you guys hear this, it'll be after Christmas. Yes. Okay. Or Christmas. Or right around there. Whatever. So for us, it's going to be a bunch of stuff. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. For us, I mean, it's... we're not. So the interesting thing is that, like, um, I think our mom and our older sister are very much so, like, Catholic Christian kind of thing. Yes. Um, we are less so. But we went to Catholic schools growing up. It's not even just that. I think it's that we just go with the flow. Yes. It doesn't really matter I mean, it matters to you what you celebrate, but, like, to me, it's just an excuse to go, like, huzzah, we have family that's, like, kind of okay. We have family and friends that we're celebrating with. Yes. I don't know why I did this, but it's more comfortable right now. Holding the whole thing up is comfortable. No, but I get to not have to lean in. Okay. I'll put it down in a second. Do your thing, dude. I'm going to put it down right now. I thought so. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. For for me, it's it's about spending time with the family. So, it's for me, it's like Thanksgiving part two. Where yeah, I get no, to be... Yeah. Where I get to be thankful for my family. We get to celebrate each other. And we get to talk about the wonderful stuff that we've done so far and that we have going on and the not so wonderful stuff but we get to celebrate and laugh and have yummy food and and open presents yep like i'm looking forward to some presents yep not because i need pre- like super duper expensive presents but because it's nice to open something up yep for me it's more about the fact that somebody saw something and they're like, oh my goodness, Jen would absolutely love this. And they got it for me. That's fair. Yeah. As opposed to somebody being like, well, here's a $100 gift card to XYZ. Although that would also be greatly appreciated. I'll take the gift card. <laughs> or a $50 gift card. Because let's I'll be real. I know. I know. 
but I want the personalization of things because it means more to me. Yeah, but when they can personalize whatever I want. This is true. Anyway, it's just a it's that time of the year. Yeah, and it's out with the old, in with the new kind of thing. Yes. As well, shortly thereafter. Yes. We uh. Yeah, we already picked our giveaway winner. We've already contacted her. We're waiting to hear back. So, yay! That was nice. And if we don't hear back within a few days, then we'll move on to the next person who's also been identified so in the video. basically, you're going to get it shipped after Christmas, period. That's yeah. It's not going to happen before Christmas. No, but, but it'll be a nice... It'll be a nice present to have received from us. Yes. Yes. And let's be real. Some of the people that I'm sending stuff to for Christmas, they're not going to get it until after Christmas. Shipping is just terrible right now. It's hard. So everybody be happy with with the things that you got, even if they're a little bit late, because everybody did things with the best of intentions. Yes. And that's for your family. For us, you know, we told you. We're going to try, but it's not. It, it may not be possible. At this rate, we're telling you it's not. Yes. <laughs> so. If you're hearing this and you haven't quite gotten your gift yet, then it's definitely not possible. Enjoy your January gift. <laughs> Yay! Your New Year gift. Yeah. Or into the New Year gift. That's, you want to do a yeah. chapter? Or you want to just like hang out? We should probably do a chapter. We should, we should do a chapter. Okay. Um, what do you mean hang out? We already hung out in the last one. True. In the last one, we watched the the trailer for Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore, and literally spent half an hour talking about the trailer. The two-minute trailer. It was Dumbledore's fault. It was all Dumbledore's, Dumbledore's fault. I can't they talk. Yeah. No, we're done. This doesn't bode well. <laughs> no. You know what they used to call me? What? The face of Bo. <laughs> Bo! No, it was a Doctor Who reference. I know, and then I turned it into an Us reference. Oh my god. You loved it. You stop. Oh, I saw the coolest t-shirts. I'm going to have to send you a link to them. They're, um... I saw a dark humored pun that made me giggle. And go, really? Sorry, it's a random thing. Yeah, I don't know where it came from, but okay. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was a thing where it's like the two detectives talking to each other at a crime scene. Mm-hmm. And the first one goes, oh my goodness, who could do this? It's, it's like, you know, pieces are missing and stuff is missing from the victims or whatever. You know, it seems like a sacrifice or something. And the second detective goes, dear God. And the first detective goes, yeah, probably. <laughs> See? It's so random, but it's punny. Dark humor puns. Dark humor puns. It's a new thing. It's not really new, though. No, it's not. But it's a 2022 thing. I hope not. I hope 2022 is nice and and calm. All my friends said no. Stop talking about the Omarion variant, okay? Yeah, there you go. Because it, it's crazy right now. There has been a surge in New York cases, mm-hmm. which to me is 
ridiculous considering that New York won't even let you go into a restaurant to sit down anywhere without showing proof of vaccination. So where are these extra cases coming from? From the people who aren't vaccinated and are faking it? Like, stop faking stuff. Just get vaccinated, people. Like, if we're ever going to have some semblance of our new normality happening, we're going to need everyone who can and is able to be vaccinated to be vaccinated. Goodness. Sorry, we're, we don't, I know we're trying not to be super political and whatever, but it is something personal to us, to me, to both of us, whatever. I just, just be vaccinated. Just well, do better. Well, it's sounding like a broken record. People who are vaccinated, who want to be vaccinated, are already vaccinated. Yeah. So and they're already aren't. getting their boosters if they can. Yeah, the people who aren't, aren't going to get vaccinated. And so saying get, get, get vaccinated is like, pushing in your face. That's why I don't bring it up anymore. Yeah. And we say this from personal experience. That too. So, anyway, moving on. Yes. So. To Harry Potter. To Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. We are in season five. This is going to be episode, dang, episode 26. Because the last episode would have been 25. Um, chapter 24, Occlumency. I can't speak. This does not bode well for today. No. So, let's do a recap of the last chapter. That's on you, bro. Um, St. Mungo's. Oh, yeah. We actually cried. Yeah. We're going to move on from that now. Mm-hmm. So, um, creature who was missing finally reappears from the attic. Apparently. Apparently. And the running theory is that he was in Mrs. Black's old room. Uh, but Harry's a little bit, like, suspicious of that. Because creature seems happier and um, happier than usual. He's not mumbling as much, but he does catch Creature staring at him avidly and then looking away quickly when he is discovered. So that's weird behavior. That's super suspicious behavior. Yes. Um, Sirius, meanwhile, grows depressed as everyone stay at Grimwald Place nears its end. Yeah, um, they have is, to go back to school yeah, eventually. Yeah, calls it, what is it, a fit of the sullens, I think? Yes. Yes, that's exactly what she calls it. Uh-huh. In which he would become taciturn and grumpy, often withdrawing to Buckbeak's room for hours at a time. Mm-hmm. It says his gloom seeped through the house, oozing noxious. under doorways like some noxious gas, yes. so that all of them became infected by it. Mm-hmm. That's that's very vivid. Yes. One day, so one day, sometime later, uh, Mrs. Weasley goes to fetch Harry. From um, their room that him and Ron are playing a chess match I believe uh, and tells him that Snape is there to talk to him um, yes everyone's kind of confused like what why so he ends up going down there and he finds Snape and Sirius yes um, Snape tells him that 
he wants Harry to, uh, well he Harry is going to learn occlumency mm-hmm. when, they, when he returns to school I was just reading the uh-huh. the interaction yes. and it's so annoying yes Harry asks who's going to teach him and Snape says well obviously me and then uh, Sirius cuts in and is like why does it have to be you and Snape is like well the headmaster can delegate you know I suppose because it's a headmaster's privilege to delegate less enjoyable tasks. Mm -hmm. I assure you, I did not beg for the job. Mm -hmm. I don't like Snape. Snape irritates me. Yes. A verbal battle between Snape and Sirius erupts, escalating to the point of wands drawn and Harry in between them trying to prevent a duel. Fortunately, Mr. Weasley, the entire Weasley family and Hermione enter. Uh, Mr. Weasley like, comes in saying, you know, I'm cured. Um, can, can I just talk, can yes. I read what the, the point of it all? Yes. So wait a moment, said Sirius, sitting up straighter in the chair. I am in, I am in rather a hurry, Black. Unlike you, I do not have unlimited leisure time. I'll get to the point then, said Sirius. If I hear you're using these occlumency lessons to give Harry a hard time, you'll have to answer. You'll have me to answer to. How touching. Snape sneered. But surely you have noticed that Potter is very much like his father. Yes, I have. Well, then, you'll know he's so arrogant that criticism simply bounces off of him. Sirius pushed his chair roughly aside and strode around the table towards Snape holding out his wand as he went. Snape whipped out his own. They were squaring up to each other, Sirius looking livid, Snape calculating, his eyes darting from Sirius's wand tip to his face. Sirius, said Harry loudly, but Sirius appeared not to hear him. Hear him. I've warned you, Snivellus, said Sirius, his face barely a foot from Snape's. I don't care if Dumbledore thinks you've reformed. I know better. Oh, but why don't you tell him so? Or are you afraid he might not take the advice of a man who has been hiding inside his mother's house for six months very seriously? Tell me, how is Lucius Malfoy these days? I expect he's delighted his lapdog's working at Hogwarts, isn't he? Speaking of dogs, did you know that Lucius Malfoy recognized you last time you risked a little jaunt outside? Clever idea, Black. Getting yourself seen on a safe station platform. Gave you a cast-iron excuse not to leave your hidey hole in future, didn't it? Yeah, and Harry screams, no, Sirius, don't. And Sirius is like, are you calling me a coward? I suppose I am. And that's when the Weasleys walk in. Cured, he announced brightly to the kitchen at large. Completely cured. Uh, Merlin's beard, what's going on here? Mm -hmm. You know, they, they literally came to the scene of Wands and faces. Snape and Sirius, you know, approximately a a second and a half away from trying to hex each other into the next century. Or out of that century. Whatever. Yeah. As long as they're not... Yes. You know, standing. Um, (laughs) Or breathing. Anyway. Mr. Weasley is fully uh, recovered and has been discharged from St. Mungo's. Yay! Uh, Snape leaves, saying he expects Harry in his office at 6 o'clock Monday evening. Harry discusses the occlumency lessons with Ron and Hermione. 
Hermione says it will stop the nightmares, though Ron says he would prefer the nightmares than more classes with Snape. Yeah. Uh, Lupin and Tonks arrive the next day to escort them back to Hogwarts. Um, before Harry leaves, Sirius gives him a package, <laughs> saying Harry can contact him with it. Harry privately resolves never to use it, not wanting to risk exposing uh, Sirius, but accepts it, putting it away. I see. Okay. This is another instance in which I wish the author of the book had taken the time to say what was in it or to have Harry actually open it. It's a device to make Harry regret later on. Yes. He already... I And I think that that's mean. I think that that's mean. That's the reality He's already the been through so much. Why do we need to keep piling stuff on him? Well, we're logical. And he is illogical in a logical way. You know yeah. I mean? Where he's like, I, get I, would, it. I don't want to risk serious getting hurt or captured or anything. Especially after Snape just said that Lucius Malfoy mm. confirmed what we thought. Yep. That Lucius Malfoy recognized him. So there's no way that I would contact him, even if Snape is trying to murder me. Because then that would <coughs> endanger Sirius. And, like, he cares about Sirius a lot. To the yes. point that if Dumbledore isn't there as a father figure, then Sirius is, in turn, equal parts father and brother figure. Yes. <sighs> it just irritates me. Yep. Like, I think it could have been... It didn't need to be that way. Mm-hmm. Lupin summons the night bus, and they are greeted by Stan Chunpike. Arriving at Hogwarts, Lupin and Tanks leave separately. I think it's so cute. So Mrs. Weasley says, goodbye, Harry, take care. And Mr. Weasley says, see you, Harry, and keep an eye out for snakes for me. Yep. Um, Harry's first day back is unpleasant, partly because he dreads his evening occlumency lesson with Snape, and partly because Dumbledore's army members keep asking him when the next meeting is. When Cho Chang mentions that the next Hogsmeade weekend is February 14th, he is initially mystified, then suddenly understands and invites her to go to Hogsmeade with him on Valentine's Day weekend. Cho, delighted, accepts. And this is where you see Harry's, like, this is where being, like, an oblivious teenager is, like, exemplified. Let me find it, because it's so good. Okay, so this is, this is uh, after the other DA members have asked Harry, like I said, well, the next meeting is going to be, and Cho approaches, and Hermione takes Ron away to the library as an excuse to have Harry have a little time with Cho. And this is what I mean by it exemplifies how oblivious teenagers can be, especially boys. Had a good Christmas, asked Cho. Yeah, not bad, said Harry. Mine was pretty quiet, said Cho. For some reason, she was looking rather embarrassed. Erm, there's another Hogsmeade trip next month. Did you see the notice? What? Oh no, I haven't checked the notice board since I got back. Yes, it's on Valentine's Day. Right, said Harry, wondering why she was telling him this. Well, I suppose you want to. Only if you do, she said eagerly. Harry stared. He had been about to say, I suppose you want to know when the next DA meeting is. But her response did not seem to fit. I, er, he said. Oh, it's okay if you don't, she said, looking mortified. Don't worry, I'll, I'll see you around. She walked away. She walked away. Harry stood staring after her. 
his brain working uh, frantically. Then something clunked into place. Cho! Hey, Cho! He ran after her, catching her halfway up the marble staircase. Er, do you want to come into Hogsmeade with me on Valentine's Day? Oh, yes, she said, blushing crimson, beaming at him. Right, well, that's settled then. <laughs> he literally didn't think that she was... Like, he didn't realize it. She brought up Valentine's... She's the one who said, it's on Valentine's Day. Like... <laughs> Put the pieces let the, together. Let the, the brain cells fire here, please. She kissed the you neurons on Christmas. need to go. She kissed you on, right before Christmas break. And then asks you about Valentine's Day. What do you think... Or mentions Valentine's Day. What do you think is the natural step of progression here? I don't understand. Were we that oblivious as teenagers? I was not. Okay. I don't think I was, but maybe I was. I don't think I was, but maybe I was. But there was... Okay. I think at some point, whether we were teenagers or not, whether mm-hmm. we were a little bit younger or a little bit older, we were absolutely that oblivious. Um, I remember when I was 12, mm-hmm. there was a boy at summer camp who had a crush on me that everybody knew he had a crush on me, mm-hmm. but I did not. And, you know, I I did never did anything or said anything or whatever to him because I didn't realize it. And if I had known, we would have been boyfriend and girlfriend, as you can be when you're 12 years old, that it isn't anything major, but it would have been something. And here's this kid who, I say kid, but now we're grown adults, mm-hmm. who had a thing for me and I never knew until multiple people pointed it out to me. Yikes. But that's I was 12. That's happy? Yeah. I was in my own world and didn't notice. True. Now we're skipping ahead. Now we're going on to the next thing. And you had a thing to say here. I'm going to read it really quick and stop and then you can read it. Yes. Still distrusting Snape, Harry begins his first occlumency lesson. Snape tells Harry that Voldemort is skilled in legilimency. The ability to read others', others thoughts and memories. Occlumency will help Harry block his mind. Snape removes some of his own memories and deposits them into Dumbledore's pensive. Pensive. Harry must try and prevent Snape from penetrating his mind, but Harry's first attempt fails miserably. Yeah. And so this is, this is where it happens. Um why why does Professor Dumbledore want it to stop? He asks abruptly. I don't like it much, but it's been useful, hasn't it? I mean, I saw that snake attack Mr. Weasley, and if I hadn't, Professor Dumbledore wouldn't have been able to save him, would he, sir? It appears that the Dark Lord has been unaware of the connection between you and himself until very recently. Up till now, it seems that you have been experiencing his emotions and sharing his thoughts without his being any the wiser. However, the vision you had shortly before Christmas, the one with the snake and Mr. Weasley, do not interrupt me, Potter, said Snape in a dangerous voice. Oh, my Lord. As I was saying, the vision you had shortly before Christmas represented such a powerful incursion upon the Dark Lord's thoughts. I saw inside the snake's head, not his. I thought 
I told you not to interrupt me, Potter. But Harry didn't care, so he kept going. It basically said, but Harry did not care if Snape was angry. Um, how come I saw through the snake's eyes if it's Voldemort's thoughts I'm sharing? Do not say the Dark Lord's name! Spat Snape. I had to say it that way because it said Spat Snape. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a nasty silence. Uh, they glared at each other across the pensive. Professor Dumbledore says his name. Dumbledore is an extremely powerful wizard. While he may feel secure enough to use the name, the rest of us... He rubbed his left forearm, apparently unconsciously, on the spot where Harry knew the dark mark was burned into his skin. I just wanted to know why. And he says, you seem to have visited the snake's mind because that was where the dark lord was at that particular moment. He was possessing the snake at the time, and so you dreamed you were inside it too. And this is important, guys. And Vol... He realized I was there? It seems so, said Snape coldly. So that's why Dumbledore is making him have the Occlumency lessons. Mm. Because now he needs to sever that tie. Somehow. Well, so typically, the, the Snape also mentions beforehand, which I'll mention, I'll include very quickly, is that typically legitimacy requires eye contact. But in this case, eye contact is unnecessary because... They kind of... They have a connection. They have a connection between their minds. Yes. So there is no need to look into each other's eyes, which is why Voldemort now can peer into Harry's mind, really. Yeah, his memories, his thoughts. And if he can peer into his thoughts, what's to stop him from placing something in there? From distorting stuff? From... Way too obvious now on that one. Yeah, but I'm just saying... What's to say he couldn't do dastardly things either with the information that... With the information he finds, period. Yeah. Just that one. Like, what if he... Huh? Way too obvious. I know, but what if he... What if he finds the location of the Order of the Phoenix? Because Harry knows it. Well, Harry's not the secret keeper, so even if he knows it, he still wouldn't be able to access it. This is true, but I'm saying... Magic. Magic! But I'm saying, what if that's what he realizes? And then he's like, okay, well, we're going to keep following these people until we find out who the secret keeper is. Mm, what they could do is just place people outside. Yeah. Anyway. Um, let's see. Harry must try and prevent... Oh, yeah, he failed. However, Harry recognizes the hallway he has dreamt about so frequently. It is inside the Ministry of Magic, leading to the Department of Mysteries. He and Mr. Weasley raced down it last summer to his hearing, and it is the same hallway where Mr. Weasley was attacked. Snape dismisses him, telling him to come back Wednesday. As Harry leaves, he sees Snape reinserting memories from the pensieve into his head. Harry discusses this latest revelation with Ron and Hermione in the library. They conclude that the weapon Voldemort seeks must be hidden in the Department of Mysteries. They retreat to the common room, expecting it to be quieter, but Fred and George are demonstrating the latest Weasley Wizards Weasley's, Weasley's product, headless hats, that make the wearer's head invisible. Harry gives up and heads to bed. I'm assuming on homework, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Inside the dormitory, Harry is felled by intense pain and hears wild, almost insane laughter. As he returns to awareness, his scar is burning. Harry tells Ron he saw Voldemort's thoughts again, but this time he did not feel Voldemort's anger. The Dark Lord is ecstatic. 
Harry questions if Occlumency is weakening his defenses rather than strengthening them, and wonders what made Voldemort so happy. Is the end. But I'm going to read down towards the bottom. Hold on. Realized what? What's in the Department of Mysteries? Um, what did you say? How'd it go? Uh, I love that Hermione is actually, when they're looking at Fred and George's new, um, new headless hats and they're two galleons each um it shows that you know he puts that fred puts his hat on his head beaming and for a second he merely looked you know it says he merely looked rather stupid then both hat and head vanished and hermione is actually really like wow that's impressive is extending a charm beyond what the container that's holding it Yes. Which is impressive, impressive magic. Yeah, she says, I mean, obviously it's some kind of invisibility spell, but it's rather clever to have extended the field of invisibility beyond the, beyond the boundaries of the charmed object. I'd imagine the charm wouldn't have a very long life, though. While they're talking about the stuff that Harry literally is saying, I can see into the, the into Voldemort's mind, and they're trying to stop me from being able to let him see into mine and she's like huh that's some impressive magic over there (laughs) good job Hermione good job I'm gonna read the last paragraph okay Uh, this is uh, from Ron's perspective Uh, he looked doubtfully at Harry as he helped him toward bed Harry nodded without any conviction and slumped back on his pillows aching all over from having fallen to the floor so often that evening during his occupancy lessons um, his scar uh, still prickling painfully. He could not help feeling that, the, uh, that his first foray into occlumency had weakened his mind's resistance rather than strengthening it, strengthening it, and he wondered with a feeling of great trepidation what had happened to make Lord Voldemort the happiest he had been in 14 years. Well... That's not a, that's not a good thought. No, that's like dun-dun-dun! Actually. Yes. That, that, that fits... Yes. Um, So what could it be? He found a way to get into the Department of Mysteries. He found a way to get a way into the thing to get the, the what he needed. So my thought is, and I don't think we ever do find out why Voldemort is happy. Do we? Know, right? We find out next next chapter like it's almost instantaneously the oh, next thing that happens okay, 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 okay. yeah I remember now yes it was one of those things that kind of like hung me as like assume and then you actually find out yeah um but I was trying to play you know devil's advocate here no we're failures at that today yeah I'm sorry guys I'm a little tired same but I'm always what, tired though, so. yeah yeah me too it's a Casa piece. Yeah. So that's kind of that. Yeah, it's a not pr- a it's not long, a huge chapter. But you know what's cool is we do find these like offshoot, very like left field slash like not popular bits of magic, trees of magic, occlumency, longilimency. Yeah, longilimency. You can read other people's minds. Occlumency. You can stop them. Well, you can protect your mind. Yeah, so it's like you can you can just put up a shield so that they can't go in. Oh my God, that's Twilight. Stop it! 
<laughs> D- no. I actually think of <laughs> No, you're not allowed to do that. That's you're great. not allowed to talk about that. That's great. I win. I don't know what I win, but... I win. Uh, nothing. How dare you. <laughs> um, yeah, we find out that. We find out apparently Snape is really good at occlumency. Um, and apparently legitimacy as well, because he's... Mean, you, they're 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 the same side. They're the different sides of the same coin. There you go. That's what you were trying to. I was yawning. Yes. While moving my yes. Hand, yes. Like yes. My hand. So you kind of have to do one in order to do the other. You don't have or to. Or not, you have to, but go it would be good. Hand. Yes. Go hand in hand. So once you delve into that tree of magic, it would be silly to not have protection against legitimacy. Yes. So we we find Likewise, out that if you become good at alchemy, why not? Yeah. We find out, first of all, that um, Snape will not use Voldemort's name. Snape is also really good at both. And Voldemort, we find out, is really good at it. But usually you have to be staring at the person to do it. Look into my eyes so I can see your thoughts. Thank you. Yes. That's how that worked. But again, there's random new magic throughout the series, and every time is like very cool because you think of like real world applications for it and stuff. And the new hats that Fred and George made; those are cool. Also neat. Also neat. Yes, and it, you know what? It goes to show that just because they didn't do well on their owls doesn't mean that they don't know how to do impressive but magic. Yeah. yeah. They're, they are applying what they learned in a different manner. It's still valid. Not even that. Just that. That grades don't mean much to them. Grades don't amount to success. Right, because they're making their own success right now. Yeah. And it's pretty cool. So cool that our straight list... Huh? I'm proud of them. It's so cool that our straight-laced Hermione, who really isn't because she's willing to break the rules for Dumbledore's army, but whatever. She breaks the rules all the time. So when she pretends that she's like... She's like, I would never... Polyjuice potion, second year, try again. Right? (laughs) Like, time turner to rescue a supposed convicted criminal, try again. Yeah. I don't I don't trust her with her I'm so straight and the fact that she set a teacher on fire true in first, first year. year Hermione not so straight laced just saying anyway um oh I read something on Facebook recently where they're like the reason Hermione isn't in Ravenclaw is because she needs to have a definitive answer on something Always, she's gonna research it and find the definitive answer. Whereas in Ravenclaw, like if you look at Luna Lovegood, she's the perfect example of a Ravenclaw. When it said which came first, the Phoenix or the Flame, she's able to reason it out that it's a circle. Neither because a circle has no beginning or end. Right, and the door didn't say. Yeah, and the door didn't say right answer the door said well reasoned and open for her so 
Meaning there are various answers. The door is just looking for you to think of something and make a valid argument. For Hermione, she'd spend days researching the correct answer to come up with what she thinks is the correct answer. No, I think that it's different. My my that is an interesting take. But I think what it boils down to is that Hermione appreciates knowledge and she also has a want to prove herself. Yes. But I think what she values more is being able to take action. There are people, people know that Voldemort and dark magic are bad. But who acts on it? Who Apparently a bunch of, of teenagers and not anybody in the Ministry of Magic right now. Exactly. It takes a lot of courage to know that something is wrong and to take action against it. True. So I think that yeah, she values intelligence. She values intelligence, but she values more so doing the right thing. Yes. And that takes immense courage. Yeah. You know? Yeah, she'll break, I agree with she'll you. She'll break rules when she disagrees with them. She'll break all the rules. Yeah, if she disagrees with them. But she's not, you know, she doesn't do things that ever cross anyone's bottom line. True. She always does what she thinks is right. Even if she could potentially be wrong, she's like, well, this is the information I have and this is what I'm going to go with. Very true. So I think that's what matters the most. Yes, I think other Ravenclaw are more inquisitive than she is and more abstract with how they try and come to answer answer things. But I think really it's Luna. Luna's the one who's very abstract. I feel like... (laughs) Everyone else would have their own answer. I mean, even the one about where do banished objects go, that's a definitive answer. There were requirements. Into non-being, which means everything. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... That's an actual answer. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that, that's what I think is Hermione's thing, is why she's a Gryffindor versus a Ravenclaw. Knowledge is important, but acting on knowledge is more important. Yeah, this is true. So that's that. We're done. Yes, we're done. It's short? Uh, 38 minutes. That's fine. Hey, listen. Sometimes we got short episodes for there you. There you go. All right, we love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. I'm so tired. I'm gonna sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>